Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Advocate Rich Willis is a senior practicing advocate at the Johannesburg Bar, the Johannesburg Society of Advocates, for just uh, around 28 years now. One of his specialties in practice is indeed freedom of religion under the South African Constitution. He has represented religious interests in numerous cases in High Courts, Supreme Court of Appeal, and the Constitutional Court in South Africa. He's also the chair person of the Christian Lawyers Association. Advocate Willis, thank you so much for having given us your time this afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you, and good afternoon to you and to your listeners. Yeah. So, Advocate, the marriage bill is out. Uh, there's a couple of provisions uh, that have been set for uh, proposed changes to that bill. I think a, a couple of advocacy groups, you know, Christian advocacy groups have spoken and, and given their view um, on what needs to happen. And the essential amendment seeks to recognize all types of intimate partnerships, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation or religious and cultural and other beliefs. I don't know what this means for the church, but perhaps let's start by understanding what are these provisions and what do they really mean? Maybe I think it's just important to note first off what the, what the purpose, as you as you asked, of the act is. Mm. The drafters of the bill, or the the or what is now the bill, and you must bear in mind that this this is a, the result of a fairly long process. Uh, this has been through a green paper as well as a white white paper process. Mm. Mm. And um, what they what what they believe the necessity is, and what this achieves, is the rationalization or the reform of our marriage laws in South Africa, which they believe are fragmented marriage laws. In, in, in simple terms, you know, our, our marriage act, our current marriage act goes back to 1961. Mm. And then it was only in 1998 that one had the, the, the recognition of customary marriages. And then it was in 2006 where um, the same-sex uh, debates in court resulted in the Civil Union Act. Mm. But and then and then I should add to that that there is there's been the recent uh, development in our law culminating in the constitutional court decision. It was a matter that I, I acted into around Muslim marriages mm. and the absence of regulation of Muslim marriages specifically. Uh, the purpose of the bill now is to recognise all marriages, all forms of marriages, even those that uh, that that for now aren't practiced uh, too liberally, but there's, uh, there's said to be a need for it. Mm. And that's obviously uh, polygamous, polygamous marriages and uh, polyamorous situations. Sure. sure. Mm. Uh, advocate, what does this mean for Christians? I understand but, what it could mean. I, I beg your pardon. I understand what it could mean for other groupings. Uh, perhaps they are celebrating, etc., I don't know if we, you know, if we have reason to celebrate. So, there has been a legitimate uh, response, um, knee-jerk reaction, some might say, but a response um, regarding this bill that because of its gender-neutral formula and nature, mm. um, it, it denigrates uh, against what has always been marriage, and even the reference to the word husband or wife. Mm. Of course, that it wouldn't be gender neutral. The, legis- the, the draft legis- legislators here seek 
create something that is gender neutral. So for what does that mean for the church? Well, those who are very sensitive to this in the church, and legitimately so, would decry the fact that we now have an act which no longer recognizes in any sense mm. marriage between one man and one woman. The And, and there are legitimate sure. concerns around that when one mm. considers what we believe to be the the the, the pillar, what are the pillars, if not the main pillar of society, namely family. Mm. But, uh, you know, one, one, one is faced with the fact that we live in a world where the, the traditional uh, family is not recognized as the only family. So, so that, is a, that is a great concern to the, to the church. For myself, as a, a religious um, freedom interest holder, both as a lawyer and as a Christian, mm. um, as a religious person, which to say for purposes of discussion, what's important is that legislation and a bill like this doesn't violate and imperil on rights that we do enjoy. Um, rights that deserve to be protected, and that's really where ultimately um, the, the the ultimate concerns will lie. Right. But but and that doesn't mean that one must simply be satisfied with the bill because things are changing. Mm. Um, things are changing, but there's also no need to necessarily change everything just for the sake of change or just for the sake of of those who would otherwise force change. And by that I mean. Christians still have rights to conscience and to opinion. And whether there's a concern for religious freedom folk like myself and others, and mm. the, the, the Christian populace must still have their say and ought to have their say and ought to participate in saying what that is. Um, and the, it, it may not be to change uh, the legislation from uh, um, in, in certain respects, but it, 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 it may be that it's desirous that there needs to be a reflection, nonetheless. Sure, sure. Even though it's a gender, it is otherwise gender neutral, that it ought nonetheless to reflect hmm. um, what marriages one speaks of in the past being uh, between one man and one right. woman. Right. Advocate, look, this is, for me... Um, I think there's a wide uh, social consensus around this particular bill. And funny enough that um, if it's if it's not broken in a sense, you know, I mean, why should we worry? Because it's, it, it, it doesn't really infringe, you know, on uh, the freedom of religion for Christians, really. All it does is enable, you know, an extension to the definition of marriage according to the Bible. But now, because we are living in a, in a multicultural, diverse nation, there's a sense in which it almost feels like, as Christians, we ought to sort of let this one go, like fight, you know, choose your battles type of thing. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm scratching my head and I'm thinking, mm. and I mean, it's complex because to what extent do, you, do we then as a church go around trying to prohibit anything that is that is not Christian from happening. So we 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 no longer live in societies in the world that we live in in the age we live yeah. where any one religion dominates, um, as one would understand from um, from historical study. But we do live in a diverse culture. The 
but uh, what I think what I think needs to be emphasised, and and it's really where I was, what I was trying to say a few mm. moments ago, maybe just not as eloquently as I'd like to, is that people should nonetheless stick up uh, for their or speak up rather for what do they believe. But firstly, they have a right to. Mm. They don't use that right. We may find ourselves down the line where um, one loses it. In other words. Um, you know, if 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 you if, if the Christian world, the church, is going to sit back and simply accept that, well, it's a changing world, and you know we need to accommodate people. Mm. And I, I don't well, I, I don't intend to get into any sort of a doctrinal sure. or a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, a spiritual discussion, but just in principle, if, we're, if there are things we differ on and we don't speak up because we think we're being nice. Well, that's going to be taken, one, for weakness, and two, that we don't really care and stand on the things that we believe. Mm. So it's vitally important that whether or not there's a specific, as I said earlier, uh, um, right to to, uh, freedom issue here. And there there are one or two very small things that uh, are no longer of concern because they're being managed. I can expand on that in a moment. Mm. But if, if, if we take the view, well, uh, those, or those are taken care, taken care of. Well, the rest is just uh, that's the passage of time, that's progress. You know, um, we just have to accept it. I'm not convinced that that's the way legislation ought ultimately to right, be right. into being, because ultimately, those who are affected by it, even down to the to the definition of what marriage in fact is, ought to speak up. And the only people who are going to speak up about that in this country and the world over are, in, and, and I mean, time has shown that over the, over the last decade, are going to be the Christian folk. And mm. there are those who are very sensitive to this gender-neutral nature, not to the fact, not, not to the extent that, that they're opposing, necessarily opposing polygamous uh, marriage. That is, uh, that, that if you want to call it, was lost a long, long time ago. Mm. Um, so were, so were the, the differences over same-sex marriage. That was 17 years ago. Um, but but to lose the, 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 the true definition of marriage as between one man and one woman, at least some sort of recognition that for that up until now there has been marriage has only been a, uh, a, a between one man and one woman. Although I might point out to you that Section 11 of the Civil Union Act allows same-sex partners to choose whether they want to call the civil union or a marriage. So. To, to, to some degree, we have to concede that in legislation, hmm. the gender, the genderless nature of marriage has existed since 2006 as a, in a definition. But nonetheless, to come back to what I'm trying to say, hmm. nonetheless, the church needs to speak up. It needs to make known uh, that it would use all, all lawful means uh, to, to push back. But that's not obviously the that's not that's not really where the mandate of religious freedom organisations lie. Right. So so here the church needs to, if it feels that strongly, needs to mobilise. But I would add to that as a last comment mm. that the church is fighting many battles at this point in time in society, and, um, and not not all of their own making. Um, and uh, sometimes one has to choose your battles as parents learn with uh, with their teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. yeah. Mm. Sure. That's uh, it leaves us definitely with something to think about, uh, advocate, certainly. Um, 
It, it, it's, it's a really complex matter. And, you know, the first time I heard about this bill, I thought, ah, it's a marriage bill. They're just going to be talking about the thing, like very cosmetic. But the more I looked into it, I'm like, mm-mm, no man, mm-hmm, this is complex. It's, it's really, it's got complexities that I, I wish the church was a little bit more organized to be able to deal with. But we are here now and we continue praying. And um, thank you for the insight. Um, of course, the bill is open for public commentary until the 31st of August. And uh, as you say, you encourage the church, um, as as do I, that let's go out there and comment, you know, on the bill. The, the least we can do is be heard. You know, um, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to not be a stakeholder to be considered in future decision making. So the more we speak, the more we stamp our our name on the register that we are here, we are concerned, we are aware and we are active. Uh, Advocate Willis, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Absolutely insightful commentary there. Uh, sir, are you available um, at all um, if if uh, our listeners would like to reach out to uh, to you as an advocate to the Christian Lawyers Association? Is there an email address? No, look, at sorry, just to point out there, the Christian Lawyers Association is essentially a fellowship organization uh, amongst um, um, lawyers. So I, I can't extend um, that, but there are, you know, there are other organisations out there. Sure. Um, there's, there's Freedom of Religion South Africa, but of course they are Freedom of Religion orientated. Fantastic. Um, but maybe, maybe what I ought to do is, uh, in fact, who, who you should, who those who feel very strongly about the specifics of what we spoke mm. today, more mm. the genderless nature and the fact that the definition of marriage um, is, is altered to such a degree. Family Policy Institute right. um, and, and Errol Naidu mm-hmm. are, um, is, is one of the advocacy organizations that one should reach out to and um, make sure one's following what uh, what he does. I mean, its name itself, Family Policy Institute, everything. Um, and um, there there might be a whole lot of more information. So maybe just uh, look that up on the net and... Uh, and get in contact with them. Fantastic, sir. We absolutely appreciate your time, your commentary. This was really, really helpful. And uh, have a really, really blessed weekend ahead. I'm really hoping uh, that we can have more conversations, just, you know, general uh, legal uh, education for for, for our family. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Advocate uh, uh, Reginald uh, Willis, my family, joining us this afternoon on the program. I absolutely love that approach and i do believe that at least when we get the uh, voice of the experts we've got a leg to stand on i want to take this quick break and try and see if we can just greet um uh, dr siobi before we cross over my family to uh, the news headlines at five thirty-one. now your time and then we can continue our conversation with dr siobi on the other side of the news headlines let's take a quick break share our passion for life on 657 a.m For there is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer. Send us your prayer requests by calling 067-429-7564 or email it to 
prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.